0: Welcome, Reanimated fans, to this week's podcast. I'm H.A. Conrad, here as always with my intrepidly intrepid co-host, Stuart Tiffin. Hello, Stuart.
1: Ahoy, Conrad.
0: Ahoy there. Um, So we are talking this week about uh, the live-action version of uh, ZOM 100 Bucket List of the the Dead, which was, um, you know... A, a sort of a, I would say, a compilation, or they did a, a little bit of tweaking in terms of like what the graphic novel was. Um, I'd like in, I'd liken it to a lot of the ideas that they kind of did with Walking Dead, and um, I have to say, I kind of. In, I kind of agreed with a lot of the decisions that they made here, um, but looking forward to talking with you about that. But before we get that, a couple of little news tidbit tidbits, that is not Timbits tidbits. Um, so
1: Tim's everywhere are relieved.
0: Tim's are <laughs> relieved. I mean, if it was, you know, it, it would be in line with our with our theme. But uh you know so will smith was talking a little bit about his uh the the basically the i am legend sequel and you know for those of you who haven't sort of seen a little bit of this um basically there was like an alternate ending to i am legend and that is a little bit of the premise by which they are able to do a sequel with him in it.
1: This is we've talked about this before on this podcast, but it is absurd that this is the way they're going. It's also absurd that they painted themselves into this corner.
0: Yeah, Um, but
1: they have. And so Will Smith, though, what was interesting about this to me is that he's at the Red Sea International Film Festival in Saudi Arabia talking about I Am Legend 2 or whatever he's going to call it. There isn't a lot of detail here. He's just like, all I can say is Michael B. Jordan is on board and we have the script. Like, that's it. So um, that's not exactly a done deal. But I imagine, I don't know that Will Smith has a lot of projects that fall apart because I guess he can just prop them up if he wants to. Yeah. I mean, you, you could say that about Brad Pitt. I mean, he's got Will Smith money, one would assume. I don't know. Maybe that's apples and oranges. But um, you would have you would have thought that someone like Brad Pitt could keep that movie on the rails if he, if he put his mind to it.
0: Right. I will also say Will Smith was so like deeply attached to this particular film. People like he's beloved. Um, And basically he's like, well, I know my character dies, but with the alternative version of it, um, we're going to go with that mythology. And other (laughs) than Michael B. Jordan is in it. And that's pretty much all anybody has said. Um, I like
1: this line here where he's like, you have to be a real I am legend buff to know this. But in the first movie, my character dies.
0: I know. (laughs) it's like well you're based Uh, an awful lot on this said alternate ending um but anyway it's been
1: been enough years it's been what 14 years more since that movie came out
0: the other thing is like let's be honest there could be an entirely new audience that doesn't really care about the original i think that they're banking on that and i can't say i blame them and if you get michael b jordan in there Yep. you've got the chance to to make something new and so all right go for it um i'm i will i'm very curious to hear more details about it but very excited that it's happening so there
1: well, we are. I'm I'm excited that they've got Michael B Jordan committed and a script
0: <laughs> whether
1: it's happening still remains to be seen i'm much more cynical nowadays uh H-A, sure, sure, after sure. after this past 12 months of um you know, studios, deleting stuff off of streaming platforms just to save a buck. And now they're uh, now like their costs have just gone up because of all the uh, union negotiations. So I don't know, we'll see. We'll see what the state of the state is. I'm I'm excited for uh, Will Smith's optimism.
0: Right. And speaking of optimism,
1: <laughs> is um, this... there
0: is this very odd article by Screen Rant just about why Morgan should return to the Walking Dead spin off series, the Rick Rhymes spin off series. And it is like a very detailed and laid out article about the reasons why Morgan should return to this. I don't think that there's any plan for this to happen, but they really want this to happen, whoever authored this article. Um, and I have to say, and not definitely not the the fault of the actor or but the the way that the character was the fear of the Walking Dead Morgan trajectory was really disappointing overall, in my opinion. I mean, it was one of the best things in the end, um in terms of like the things that were ok about the show. But man, even he couldn't pull it all together. and, I I'll admit to you I did not ever watch the final piece of the show so I'm my bad so I'm talking a little bit without a little bit speculatively just because of what I watched before oh but, like
1: where Morgan ends up at the end of Fear
0: yeah you, I just yeah. Uh, well we stopped
1: I, watching it so we don't really get to have too yeah, many opinions about it
0: amazing maybe there's some amazing thing with him but I, we've seen I,
1: like sixty percent of the content with Michael, uh, with Morgan Jones uh, in the franchise and. <laughs> I'd say more than 60%, because I think we've only missed, like, what, two seasons of Fear the Walking Dead? Yeah. So that's kind of critical. We do know from he- uh, headlines that he ends up back in uh, Atlanta area because he gets to go home and shoot his wife, I think, is one of the things he does before the end of his story arc. I didn't know if he died or stayed or was alive at the end, but I guess he's alive. I see zero reason to reintroduce Lenny James into this franchise. Um, too much... Too much too many silly stories have been told through his character, unfortunately. he's gone insane and come back from insanity seven times. He was a zombie for a half a season. Uh, yeah. remember those fun times? Like this dude, they've put him through too much um Sh- Sh- uh, Shambliss and Goldberg. they've just put him through too many things. so if you if you want to maintain like any level of seriousness for the Rick and Michonne show, you you keep him as far away from it as possible. That's my two cents.
0: I think, you know, our listeners should read the article, draw their own conclusions, but I'm firmly against this idea. Um, and then lastly, this is this is your wheelhouse, so I'm going to let you talk about it, although oh. it's about something that is beloved to both of us. So yeah. uh,
1: Kingdom, the Netflix zombie Korean drama, K-drama, has a spinoff, but it's not what you think. It's a video game, and it's a Souls-like, and it's available for... Like, early access on Steam right now. or Open beta. Um, this could be interesting. There's a video trailer on YouTube. Kingdom colon The Blood is the name of the game. And there's a boss trailer. I mean, it... Yeah. You know, it, it's got a lot... It's It seems to be playing up, like, hero characters a lot more, like, beyond what we were seeing in the show. Granted, you had the... You know, you had your characters, like, um, the prince and his bodyguard and... Uh, some other soldiers who were really, really kick-ass soldiers, and then there was that one guy who could shoot and fly through the air. But it's a Dead Souls uh, clone, which is not a game that I'm necessarily drawn to that much. We'll see. I hopefully they, it does well. That's, I guess, that's what I would hope for. That
0: I hope there are many hats.
1: I'm sure that there will be many hats. <laughs> but, yeah, opinion. the art, the art seemed to show a lot of helmets um, and hats, so um. you might get your wish there. All right. And uh, and hordes of zombies running at the at the screen. It was more of a, a reveal trailer than a gameplay trailer. So, I would say if you're interested in uh, in games, just keep an eye on Kingdom: colon, The Blood, and you you should be able to find more or get involved in the beta that's on Steam right now.
0: Yep. So so all right. Now we get into the the main event. Um, so Zom 100 Bucket List of the Dead. Um, so this is. Um, you know, this is a a live action version of the um, the manga, the the comic, and we just finished reviewing. Obviously, the animated version of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this is directed um, by Yusuke Ishida, uh, screenplay by Tetsuro Mishima, Mishima, and then Akira Akira Mori was the producer. And so this was, this premiered actually just this past summer. Um, And, you know, like, I have to tell you, I was actually generally a pretty big fan of a lot of the things in this movie. Mm. Um, I thought that they tightened up the storyline a lot. And some of the things that we thought were a little bit tough to deal with in the animated version, I feel like they, they kind of dealt with that here. There's a couple of points where I'm like, eh, but... Overall, I thought it was actually a pretty good rendition of this particular storyline. And I felt like I got a lot out of it just because we had seen the animated version.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, and the fact that they translated the, uh, the Japanese, yes, the kanji. They,
0: they translated <laughs> the list, which is, yeah. <laughs> you
1: know. Yeah. Uh, also, casting, I think, was pretty good throughout here. Um, you got yeah. te- playing Akira Tendo was Asako uh, Aiji. He is basically, yeah. Like, he's
0: akira, like he's really good
1: yeah um, um he, he looks a lot like him even uh, somehow and uh he looks like a cartoon character not really but he's just uh the right level of like his his build his his appearance he doesn't go as manic as the uh anime character of akira does but that's fine um because that was o- over the top for me most of the uh, annoying anime stuff that I was complaining a lot about while we were watching the show they don't reproduce here so you don't have to go into his head all the time and and flip out which is what it felt like we spent so much time doing in the in the anime um
0: right, then- but they do i mean what they do just visually though is really like hit it out of the park i think in terms of the visuals and the editing um you know akira's it like whole journey as like an exploited employee at this company i thought was done very well and you got the whole sense of what he was going through um in like i i thought it was really excellent the way that they managed this well Um, it's so
1: close to the show it's so good it's it's like you know is that the movie really doing well or is that the the show having really laid good foundation we really we both really loved that first episode
0: yeah and i and i look yeah the show laid great foundations but i think we've seen examples where even though that might be the case the live action doesn't live up to what it's supposed to so i do have to say that i think they did a fantastic job um i also thought that the casting was like like amazing kasugi Uh, His his boss was, I thought, incredibly well-cast. Yeah, that's
1: um, Kitamura Kazuki. Yep. He he definitely had the face for the Kosugi role, yep. and he he tried to you know do the, some of that hitting the desk stuff. He just lacked that physicality, I think, that they had he in the did. anime. That's almost impossible to do. That's, that's like kind of- Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Negan are not the same size. Yeah. Um, so that's just that's just too bad. And you know what? That has me a little worried looking ahead. Uh, red herring or tangent here. H a Last of Us, uh, the video game, the second video game has a character wh- who is like super jacked. Mm. And um, a female character who was super jacked. And I'm it's kind of it, it doesn't it does come into play in the video game. It's part of her character. I'm really hoping that they can find someone who can represent that. Um, and and it's it's when you're dealing with source material, some things are superficial and you don't really have to worry about it. Kosugi, the guy who played Kosugi, he's not he's not big, but he still is scary. he's got scary eyebrows, I would say. Um, he's scary, so, but he's
0: still commanding. So he manages yeah. to pull off the things he needs to do with this character, and he just felt
1: like, like a lot of physical um, tension from the anime, though. Right? Like you yeah. were always worried that that guy—he he, was—he was like twice the size of Akira. He was
0: massive, and they like, he threw his weight around a lot, literally. And so there was that. But I felt like this character. Got the the psychological intimidation down. Yes, and
1: I I definitely agree.
0: The actor who plays Akira is you know quite. You know, I don't want to say he's slight, but he is very. He's thinner and and a little yeah. bit smaller physically so i think it worked um and so much of it is psychological that i think that they managed to pull that off yeah um the other thing i would say is that the makeup and the the zombie transformation i thought was really effective
1: dude otori's Um, transformation that happens like right on in front of you
0: i was like wow i was was like did they put
1: green green screen veins on her and like i don't know how they did that i wish i could see behind the curtain
0: But also the physicality of it, because she's like, I mean, I don't know exactly how they did it, but I mean, there had to
1: be wire work. Oh, yeah,
0: there's definitely wire work. And but even if there is wire work, she had to have such uh, like this was an incredible transformation and the sound effects were really good. Um, I thought that the whole and, and again, they made these decisions like instead of having her kind of already zombified by the time he gets there, we get to see the transformation. We get to see him put together the puzzle. We don't have him aware of the fact that she's been having an affair with the big boss until this point, um, as in, you know, we, he knew ahead of this um, in the in the animated series, but I still think it was very effective. Um, and they, again, with the editing, they put everything together really neatly, and the transformation was just phenomenal and as well as like the other scenes where they have um you know the zombie street scenes and like people rain after him i thought it was really um excellent the way that they edited and had this done um the
1: background actors were really pulling their weight yeah, yeah they were
0: really good they were clutch and um and again the makeup was 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 so good that like you know even with the background actors um Yes. Like you saw like more detail obviously when people are close up and they spend a lot of time on the the, the close up zombies he's interacting with. But I didn't see any sort of holes in that. You didn't see just sort of normal people running after him, which I thought was pretty good. Um yeah. I also thought that the set of the um apartment buildings was very good. Um so that was that was pretty cool. Um And
1: in in terms of casting for Kencho, did you uh, what what did you think of this guy? His name's uh, Yanagi Shuntaro playing Um, Kencho.
0: I thought, you know, I guess in my mind and just how he is portrayed in the animated series, he's, he's like a lot bigger than Akira. Yeah. And here they have him kind of similarly sized. Well, this is
1: but... kind of the thing. Everybody is the same size. Like yeah. Kosugi is basically the same size as Ten- yeah. as uh, but... Akira. So is Kensho. But, but, you know, I
0: wasn't bothered because like I felt like, again, Kensho had the right attitude and this actor was great. Like his face was like his expressions and his way of getting things across like. I don't think it mattered that much because he really got, again, he got the character down in terms of, like, what the relationship with Akira was supposed to be. Um, And they did not go down the whole naked line with him, which I was really relieved about. Not naked
1: even once. Even when he's hooking up with, you know, sort of hooking up with the flight attendants, he's still wearing clothes. They
0: didn't go down that path, and I fully, fully agree with that decision. Yeah, um, so that made me I was like, all right, that's all right. But I they mean, go- I, I kind of I you know, OK,
1: I kind of wish that they had done the uh, jumping across the roof from the love hotel to the neighboring building scene. They tweeted they didn't do when when Akira saves him from the love hotel, like sure. in the animated series. Yeah, they're up there. They're like, they have a few seconds to get off that roof. And Kensho's having his breakdown about like, you know, not having lived up to his potential the same way as uh, Akira is now doing where I think he takes off all of his clothes for the first time in this scene and then tells a joke while he's jumping across the building. Like maybe it's too stupid, but also it it kind of set up uh, a nice dynamic where Akira was more badass than Kensho from the outset. And then it kind of goes back and forth with the, um, Well, with the contest to see who can bang a flight attendant. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, that's that they didn't cut that from the movie. And there were that among a couple of other things.
0: And that's the only part that I'm like, I could have done without that. But um, but I did like I agree, like maybe they should have set that up. But I think they were trying to make the the focus Acura instead. And later on, you get more of the focus on Kencho. and uh, Shizuka, Shizuka. Um, yeah, so they
1: introduced her really different. Oh, not really differently, I guess, but uh, no, yeah, actually, it was kind of the same, except he he goes out not on a beer run,
0: on a spice um, run, <laughs> He's, he's just
1: looking, yeah, he's just looking for steak sauce and salt. Um, right. why they decided to cut beer from his characterization, not sure. Maybe they thought it was too, uh, Risky or uh, who knows? Um, like that wasn't to me one of the more ar- <laughs> problematic parts of the of the storyline in the animated series. It was uh, certainly more of the misogyny. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so yeah, the, she gets introduced. Similar shopping scene. There's none of this like I've got a GoPro camera and I'm looking at trucks and I can move Akira right. out of the way at the last second. It's just more of this like pragmatism, but it's also uh, tinged with a little like s- selfishness. Um, and and we don't get her character as developed as we do in the animated series. I mean, obviously they have less time to work with, but there's none of that backstory about her, her overbearing father.
0: Right. Like we don't have a ton of her backstory at all. No, um, but we don't really have a ton of I mean, they do have a they try to do like the little football backstory with Akira and Kensho. So there's kind of with- a lot
1: of that. With her,
0: it's a little thin. So it would have been nice to have a little bit more to to have her background. Um, And that is the other part that I thought fell down a little bit in this. Um, But overall, I was so focused on sort of the editing and how they were moving the story along and in agreement generally with what they decided to do um, that. I I was really enjoying a lot of what they did with this. Um, Um,
1: Yeah. Shizuka, by the way, played by Shiraishi Mai. and and the way that they kind of get them together this time, not at the aquarium. Right. Uh, although the aquarium still plays a role and a big one. And uh, I was
0: surprised. Well, we could talk about it, but I was surprised yeah. at one part that they did keep. <laughs> oh,
1: man. Yeah. The shark, the shark, does, the shark still trip. still plays. Right. Not a successful part of the anime, for, in my opinion, and not a successful. Well, it had moments, I guess. But it they, they, they changed up a lot, right? Like truck stop isn't even isn't happening. It's all happening at the aquarium. Um, but like to get there, they even have that bus of people, which is part of the aquarium episode in the animated series that just happens like downtown. And they, you know, they don't actually really save any of those people <laughs> except for no, they don't. They don't save anybody except for Shizuka, well, who happens to be on the bus. Um, I thought in the animated series they actually saved a lot of the people on the bus, right? Because yes, some of them did. got killed by the shark, but most of them g- right. drove away at the end. Uh yep. also the neighbors um show up pretty early on in the apocalypse. The neighbors and they who survived. Yeah, and they survived the whole film, which is not something we got in the animated series. So that was an interesting choice. Uh they actually never named them. Uh nope. they just called um Mr. Kosaka like sumire's wife or a husband or something the whole time I, yeah i don't know like what did you think of them cutting out the parts that they did or like combining truck stop with aquarium as far as Kosugi's gang went
0: again i felt like we agreed that something like that should have happened in the animated series like so i actually agreed with a lot of the decision and you know they got away with some of the more weirder aspect so instead like they're not all dressed like a baseball team um it's that...
1: just his old it's old, his old company like master and, shot and,
0: and honestly they came up with a pretty plausible explanation about why they were at the aquarium because they were they made the company a production company and this is where they got stuck during the the whole apocalypse so i kind of liked that um i also thought that there was like you know the the sort of little piece where they had resources because they had the fish in the aquarium, though. I think there is a plausibility factor here because those things take such an enormous amount of maintenance that without power, I think that would be a hard thing to do. Um, They they appear to have power. Um, But, um, you know, I... I liked how they combined and sort of condensed those storylines a little bit.
1: They, speaking they of still, condensing, they they fit in so many of the bucket list items. Well, like just- so
0: that was the thing I thought was really great, was because we still get to have that flavor. Um, and they had a montage scene of some of the bucket list items. And they make this um, a piece of the little RV trip that um, our intrepid tri- uh, like trio is, is kind of going through to get to the aquarium. And I really like that for a lot of reasons, but one is that it actually makes so much more sense to me when um, Akira is sort of in this weird um, conflict with himself and like whether he should stay um, at the aquarium or not. and you believe that he would, you know, listen to them in terms of their bonding and things like that. And I, so I really liked that because it just showed all what they had been through together. And that was kind of fun.
1: Yeah. They really broke down Shizuka's uh, walls a lot mm-hmm. faster through this trip to um, one thing that I, they did that I think was kind of dumb was paragliding. How did they get up in the air? They don't have motors. They must've been in an airplane or maybe they did base jumping, but they're nowhere near a mountain. So the, you know, uh that was kind of silly the they changed up a couple of the bucket list things uh some of the stuff he did by himself without kensho like getting uh fancy watches i think or going shopping without worrying about the cost of stuff um but they showed you every time checking them off which i did i did appreciate um yeah so i and i agree that yeah finding the rv was just like in the street after they got through through with the flight attendant uh element and they just kind of drove off in it and started their started their bucket list but apparently it was way far away to get to the aquarium because it takes them i don't know like the middle of the movie they're basically on the road to the aquarium the whole time right uh so at at the aquarium uh very quickly we uh are reintroduced to kosugi and um the, it's it's a very similar sort of air or vibe to Master Shot in Tokyo pre pandemic or pre apocalypse. Akira really falls very quickly back into the um, gotta work to gotta work for Kosugi. What did you feel like? Um, how did you feel like this was put across? It was almost more believable in my opinion in the anime.
0: You thought it was more believable in the anime
1: where where Akira is like back under the sway of Kosugi.
0: I don't know. I thought this was believable, Um, believable enough, but still a little overly dramatic and over the top. Um, I think that, you know, in terms of showing how the people were all like having to put things together um, to basically sort of earn their place or keep their place there. I thought that that was pretty convincing. Um, He's so like passive and, and definitely not the... Kosugi is so dominant here that I just didn't find – I didn't find this unbelievable. Um, So I I don't know. I didn't mind that piece at all. Um, And I also thought that sort of showing that um, Kosugi and his higher-ups got such more favorable food and things like that to the everybody else. And they showed that a little bit in the animated series. But um, I thought that that was a pretty powerful message um, and that people were so afraid of losing their spots that they weren't going to say anything. Right. Um, so I thought that was all right. Um, it was interesting
1: I, I... how they had Kencho. Yeah, Kencho was like a gonna say something and then he's pleaded to by Mr. Kosaka uh, not to not to do anything about it um, for that reason. Uh, in the animated series, Kencho was basically just in the RV the whole time all bandaged up because he'd fallen off his motorcycle when they got basically, um, you know, tire spike stripped. Um, but here he's fine. And so they had to kind of guilt him into being um to not doing anything about the situation. I thought that was an interesting way to to adjust his character for this scenario. But then Mr. Kosaka is like, hey, I'll show you how to get out of here. Here's a parking lot. <laughs> that, was his, right. that was his hot tip. <laughs> Here's a parking lot. Here's a bunch of cars. None of us are leaving, so you should just take any car you want. Uh but instead they just fix up the RV, which just had one flat tire despite driving over a spike strip. Mm-hmm and uh and then they take their case to uh akira meanwhile uh the zombie thing happens almost exactly the same as in the animated series there's a resource crew comes back with a zombie in the truck um and they let all of the zombies they have in their little uh barrack uh their little like what would you call that like a quarantine area they let all of them in and they start to kill everybody
0: Right. And then, I mean, obviously they combine the shark theme with this. And I did think that that was pretty, a pretty great way to show it. Um, You know, shark is a little, the the effects are a little like over the top, but I think that's normal for this kind of film. And I actually thought that this was like a much more successful sort of rendition of it as ridiculous as it was. Um, And it was pretty silly and, and, but also kind of fun. Um, and you do get a little bit of that sort of superhero vibe um, and, you know, the the whole teamwork with Akira and, and Kencho, um, you know, especially like, like, it's really, to me, it's kind of funny, though, because you have Akira in the big shark suit um, and Kencho just out there, nothing on him trying to, like, drive. A...
1: But not naked.
0: Right. Um,
1: Which I think he was in the scene in the show.
0: Right. Um And then you know they they have the the third party of their their triumvirate join in, and she's got like great ideas, and she's very like, you know, I'm not sure if this is gonna work, but we'll get it done, and the, all the choreography, Chikusa uh, and and um, sorry, Shizuka, Sh- Shizuka, sorry. yeah, yeah, there we go, um, and she's just like. I like how they have all three of them very involved in this. And because of their bonding before, it makes like a lot of sense, like their teamwork Um, as insane and ridiculous as the whole thing is. Um, So I thought that this it's silly, but it's it's a lot of fun. So I I was definitely okay with what they did with this. Um, The shark itself, just when it's like running around with the zombie legs and things like that um, was pretty funny. So,
1: Mm, yeah. It, I think it just goes on a little too long. It's like ten yeah, minutes it is, too long. It
0: is a li- they they could have cut that down a bit because but... this movie
1: is two, two hours and six minutes. It doesn't need to be. It could have been more like an hour and a half. It Would have been you probably have fine. Because yeah. you can cut you can cut this big end boss fight. In I half. also thought
0: you could cut a lot of the air hostesses piece of it. I just didn't think that was necessary. But um, yeah. or I
1: mean, they they at least PG it by I mean he's they're flirting heavily with Kencho, but they don't actually have sex, which right.
0: But has,
1: it's still yeah, it's silly. It's silly. It doesn't really add much other than um, in this case, it's a way for Shizuka and Akira to start working together right. because they, they have to co- uh, cooperate to get out of that shop, um, which is not how that goes down at all in the uh, in the, the show. And this accelerates that sort of relationship, which is a good thing. Probably they also mm-hmm. don't introduce uh, Beatrix, which I also fully agree with. Uh, it's n- nice to go to the the onsen without any uh, any silliness.
0: Well, also, they just they kind of combine that a little bit. So it's like, yeah, there's a couple of zombies there, but they don't really have it be overrun. So this is their sort of under the stars onsen, um, even though it's not quite the same same vibe is the one in the, the mountains. But they kind of do the same thing with it, which I thought was fine. Um, yeah. So, and, and, you know, they didn't make it to Akira's village, but I think that's okay because you can't fit everything into this. And interestingly, I think it's where we thought it should have probably ended in the animated series or at least sort of condensed things into the animated series. So I think this was an obvious place for it to like kind of break off and they definitely left it open for a sequel. There was like an after credit scene. At the end,
1: it was just, yeah, it was pretty silly, but yeah, not even silly. It was like, I, why was it even there? It was almost like they'd hit, they'd said cut. And uh, the guy playing Kosugi was picking up things off of the set. <laughs> it felt like, right. I so don't know. Uh, yeah. So the they have that. Silly, remember in the, in the show, after driving away from the truck stop, uh, Shizuka is telling akira like all his potential future jobs that he could have yeah and how, <laughs> how silly that was and it's still kind of like that he's like well i guess yep. what am i going to do for work now mm-hmm. uh, and they're just like well you know maybe you can be a superhero for your job and the and they actually all agree and think that that's a great idea and write it down on the list and uh, and then they go on with their day and um i guess that's fine you know the manga is still putting out um issues or at least they were until September of this year I think Uh, it goes beyond what we saw in the show so I guess there's enough content there potentially to do another movie or another season of a show and that obviously the show felt like it was going to go on again didn't it Uh, with what with the montage at the end this could continue and my question to you H.A. Conrad is if it does will you watch it
0: um i probably will i think it's fun um i guess it depends on if they keep going back to the silliness some of the things that i didn't love about it in some of the earlier episodes they seem to have gotten away from that but I, it almost feels like they intersperse it as somewhat like comic relief that i just don't really find very enjoyable or funny um but i would i'd probably watch a few more of these just to see i think this is you know kind of fun okay but that's just me
1: yeah, I'm I'm probably not as into it. I'm not into it enough to uh to want to watch it again or more of it unless there's maybe a tonal shift. Um I did think it was interesting. If you look at the poster art for this, uh let me um see if I can send you a link. If you look at the poster art for this, it's uh they they make a nod to all those really bright colors. Mm but they obviously don't use those in the like the zombies are not like um, technicolor yeah exactly there's a link to the to the art in the chat um so like yeah i I was wondering how they were going to do that and i was i was always kind of curious about what that meant other than it was like everything was monochrome until the zombie apocalypse then everything was really bright and that was part of akira's like waking up Uh, But they stuck with the brightness and that those weird shades throughout the series. So I don't know. It was just kind of curious that they make a nod to it, but they are clearly staying away from it. They're not wanting to go all abstract. And the zombies felt dangerous. The zombies felt Mm -hmm. uh, like you said, the makeup was not like goofy. It was scary. Like even when he's dying his hair and there's a hairdresser like tied to a chair with scissors sticking out of her neck and a bunch of other wounds. She's a scary looking zombie, even though she's like tied up and harmless in a way. They, they definitely didn't lean away from from scariness um yeah. yeah I don't know just some thoughts idle thoughts so uh unless we have anything else to say HA are you any other parting thoughts
0: no I uh I really enjoyed this I would watch a sequel if they de- decided to do it um but a little bit of that is also based on what I guess remains of the animated uh series slash manga um content and what what sort of form they would decide to take uh, with that. But as a standalone movie, I thought that this was a lot of fun. Um, So I I do think that I personally got more out of it having watched the animated series first. So, you know, if you're really into this kind of thing, I would say watch the animated series, even if I I had kind of mixed reviews of it. I just feel like it gave a nice context for the live action film. But I think you could watch the live action film on, on its own as well. Yeah. So... Um, so that's all I have to say. How about you, Stuart?
1: I, I, yeah, I think I've said everything I need to say about it. Uh, it was, it was good. It was good enough. It was fine and good enough. Um, <laughs> um, also, one final thing to point out on the uh, Zom 100 movie: sixty-three uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes from critics and thirty-six percent from the audience score.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um but come back again next time for gentle listeners when we will be talking about the recently released um Chris Parnell. It's not his movie, but he's the only name I can remember from it. <laughs> uh as as we know it uh story and Pam Greer, um who's who's still alive. Uh the uh Los Angeles-based story of a writer and his girlfriend and best friend during a zombie apocalypse, I think is my synopsis of how that movie goes without having seen it.
0: All right. Well,
1: where I can think... people get in touch with us? H.A. Conrad,
0: you know that I don't have that answer. <laughs> <I> no, <know. laughs> people can get in touch by emailing us at reanimated at Gmail Gmail dot com. And is it reanimated at podbean dot com?
1: It's reanimated dot com.
0: See there you uh, go,
1: which is where all of our episodes are, and you can get uh, get at those whenever your heart's desire. And uh, don't forget to leave us a review. Which, yes. by the way, uh, if if you saw our Spotify Wrapped HA that I sent to you, we got a, we got some we got a four point nine on Spotify. Uh, that's our average review score, which is pretty nice. Oh, nice. People um, they, they like us. They really like us.
0: Oh, well, we like people too. So until next time, thanks for listening and ciao.
1: Alrighty. Bye.